0: Is the bloody disgusting podcast network.
1: The boogeyman is coming. Leave me alone. He doesn't believe us. Yeah. Don't you know what happens on Halloween? Yeah, we get candy.
0: Boils and ghouls, lock your doors and strap yourselves in. From Los Angeles, California, bloody disgusting presents the Boo Crew Podcast. Horror news, commentary, reviews, interviews, and more. With your hosts, Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone DiAntonio.
2: Hi, my name is Trevor, and on behalf of myself, Lauren and Leo, welcome home to your Boo Crew 354. You were trick-or-treating with us all October with new shows lately, almost daily, in addition to our regular Tuesday release for the entire month. And what a special Halloween season this is for many reasons, one of which is the long-awaited release of Halloween Ends in theaters and on Peacock October 14th. We invite you to hang out with us for a conversation with the iconic and wonderful Jamie Lee Curtis and the extraordinary multi-award-winning filmmaker David Gordon Green. Jamie says a beautiful goodbye to Laurie Strode and an exciting look at what's to come. David talks about the emotional journey designed for you in this incredibly unique Halloween film, crafting an all new vision for Haddonfield, and so much more. We had an amazing time with this. It's a real big honor for us. The Boo Crew episode 354 with Jamie Lee Curtis and David Gordon Green is now slaying.
0: Go ahead, scream. That's all we need. Another victim crawls onto the gurney for a Boo Crew autopsy.
2: Joining Disgusting's Boo Crew via the Speakeasy Studio are two of cinema greatest he is an acclaimed filmmaker whose first feature was a poetic and brilliant George Washington and the poignant love story all the real girls in 2003 then he went and did a film that changed comedy and culture called pineapple express 2013's Joe with Nick Cage and bettered our lives through laughter with HBO's Eastbound and Down and the Emmy nominated Vice Principals. what an exciting filmmaker to helm a return to the Halloween franchise back in 2018 a passionate auteur with a drive for experimentation and reinvention in the genre's biggest playground with the most Terrifying and impactful characters ever put to celluloid. He's the 14 time award winning writer director David Gordon Green. Also, here with us continues to be one of the most infallible storytellers and voices of our lifetime. She spun the magic of our greatest tales from Trading Places, Perfect, the Oscar winning A Fish Called Wanda, True Lives, Knives Out, and countless others. She's worked through the imaginations of James Cameron, John Landis, Carpenter, and more, earning dozens of awards from BAFTAs to Golden Globes. In over 80 film and TV projects and counting, she teaches us how to laugh, how to love, and how to fight things she stands behind off the screen, empowering our imagination with at least a dozen best-selling children's books and using her platform to elevate the voices of those who need it the most. Through her remarkable dedication to Children's Hospital Los Angeles and initiatives like the My Hand in Yours charity, Forever the Warrior, she personified in a role that, due to her phenomenal talent and hypnotic vulnerability, altered the course of pop culture and cinema. Lori Strode returns for Halloween Ends in theaters everywhere October 14th and streaming on Peacock. We are deeply honored to welcome its creator David Gordon Green, and star Jamie Lee Curtis.
3: Okay, who the fuck are you people? And why aren't you writing all the press notes for Universal for the rest of time?
2: Oh, well, we appreciate that so much. It really is an honor to speak with you both. Leo, I want to give you the first question, my man. Jump in.
0: Yeah, Jamie, having played uh, Laurie since it all started back with uh, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill and now cumulating with uh, Dave's trilogy, describe the emotions that you are feeling knowing that Halloween fans are about to say goodbye to our beloved Laurie as you play her for the final time.
3: Well, needless to say, it's an emotional time. Um, I've been around the world now talking about this movie. And, you know, I'm... I have, when I started in 1978, Laurie Strode was an acting part for me, like she was not me. Prior to that, I had been playing versions of me, and here was a character for me to play, and I relished in it. I wanted to do character work. I wanted to build a character from the beginning, and this movie gave me an opportunity to, and John Carpenter and Deborah Hill have given me everything in my life today, because of their trust in giving me that part. The 2018 trilogy, which wasn't a trilogy, by the way, it was a single movie that Dave happened to mention to me when we were doing ADR um, for the 2018 movie at the Sony lot, sitting on a bench under the rainbow there. He mentioned that it was a trilogy and explained to me Halloween kills and Halloween ends, which I found surprising. I did not know that when we were making the original film. But what that movie has given me, besides a whole new audience of people who love it, it, is, it has risen Laurie Strode into a legendary place of courage, tenacity, um, um, a, a, an elevated place where people identify with her so much, Um, The original 1978 character has only grown in people's appreciation for her. So by 2018 and these three movies, I am now Laurie Strode and Laurie Strode is me. There is no more character for me to play. She has become me. I have become her. So everywhere I go, every person I meet, I am saying, goodbye and thank you from me and Laurie because we are the same. And it's incredibly beautiful, emotional, and um, powerful to say goodbye in in a film like Halloween Ends, the way David has created this film. And um, it's been a really crazy um, thing. Mm-hmm. It's ending... And yet for me, I am beginning because of David and the 2018 movie. I am beginning my creative life. I now have a company. I've now written a screenplay. I'm going to direct that screenplay. I buy books and other books, and I'm making TV shows and movies, all of which I did not have the opportunity to do before the 2018 movie. So I owe so much, not only to Laurie Strode, but to David Green, because I wouldn't have any of this creative life that I have now, which is so it's not ending. It's really a beginning. Yeah. For me.
2: And what a beautiful, what a beautiful start it is. I'll tell you. Yeah. So, yeah. David, I mean, Halloween ends is a very unique and unexpected delight in this franchise. And it digs its knife deep in the cold <laughs> yes. open. And it is emotionally relentless for the entire run of this film in ways that we have not experienced before in a horror movie. I don't think. Talk about the journey that you wanted to create with this one in particular, David.
1: I think ultimately when we were talking about these three films in in their order, the first film needed to kind of reintegrate people that weren't as familiar with Halloween. So there was a responsibility there of a little bit of academia in that storytelling. Part two was just a purging. It was a, 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 a Michael Myers opera of just exploitation and insanity in a town's upheaval. And then this third one, I always felt needed to be a love story and it needed to be a love letter to an audience, to a fan base, uh, to these characters and trying to figure out a way to, to tell a story about evil that wasn't going to reveal more about Michael Myers' childhood backstory and um, in- motivation and things like that. So it was creating a new character um, that conveniently got to weave itself into the love story, that conveniently got to Explore the manifestation of evil as it relates to Haddonfield, and and also open up a side of intuition and instinct of Laurie that we hadn't seen before as she's trying to navigate the the foreshadowing of what's to come the manifestation of evil mm.
2: and the fact that she's writing this book that kind of narrates this experience for us offers this poetic commentary that we really enjoyed and it frames this experience so powerfully and it's like words to meditate on as she's kind of reading from this book and I wonder Jamie as this is our favorite evolution of Laurie Strode yet she's so identifiable especially with what the world has been through These past few years, we have all been shades of Lori Lori that we see in in Halloween Ends, and we all have our own evils that we face. We're all survivors of trauma of some sort. What did you find was embedded in the script and direction that helped unlock this uh, overwhelming sense of gravity that you bring to Lori in Halloween Ends?
3: Boy, are you guys good. (laughs) Damn. I mean, you just articulate the theme so beautifully because you know you do something and you just don't know if someone's going to react that way you know what i mean you hope they will because of course that layering and depth is there in the process and we take our jobs really seriously these this man and i we show up we're not fucking around we are in it all the time and so it's lovely now in retrospect wearing fancier clothes than we do on set to hear your appreciation for it. Um, Again, my job is to tell the truth and um, I really love what you just said that you all have been traumatized. Every human being is traumatized. To be human is to be traumatized. Life is pain princess and anyone who says different is selling something. William Goldman in The Princess Bride. And that's true. And that Lori is the manifestation of all of your collective experience through her, through her experience. Um, my job is to tell the truth as an actor. That's my only job. The only, I'm not a trained actor. I don't write anything on my script. I, you know, highlight my lines when I need to learn them. I show up and open myself up. And my only criteria at the end of the day, I will give David from zero to 10 emotionally on every single scene, because my job is to open myself up and give him the tools to cut his movie with. My only criteria is, did I tell the truth? Did you believe me in that moment? And Laurie Strode is so deeply wounded and yet resilient and is still standing all these years later trying to survive life in Haddonfield 2022. And that's my job, period. I mean, the rest of the things I do are just the JLC of it all. But my job is to tell the truth and That's my only, like, when I go to bed at night, did I tell the truth today? And um, so,
2: that's my answer. That's a a beautiful answer, and we feel it in every degree in this film.
0: The Boo Crew will be right. Halloween. Newsweek Magazine calls it a superb exercise in the art of suspense, the most frightening flick in years. Halloween. The Chicago Sun-Times says it's so scary, I would compare it to psycho. It's the kind of picture, says the Chicago Tribune, that forces you to sleep with the lights on. A masterpiece, says New York's New Times. Halloween from Compass International, rated R.
2: Let's talk a little bit about Haddonfield, David, and and you built this wonderful and hazy reality in Halloween Ends that is so unsettling and unnerving an experience it almost seemed to exist outside of time. Its tone and aesthetic crawls under your skin, the nighttime motorcycle rides, the lighting, even incorporating a radio station, for instance, tell us about creating your vision of Haddonfield this time around.
1: Yeah, I, I would say there's a lot of uh, Carpenter inspiration in that uh, beyond just the Halloween franchise. I think there's layers of um, Christine and The Fog in particular that were, were talking to me, and then uh, we have a little nod to the thing in there as well. Um, but it was trying to show the town as a character, and after the chaos of of Halloween Kills, which... When we were filming the movie, it was our, our our title was Mob Rules, and it was really about that kind of mob mentality as the town is turned upside down, um, and that that became Haddonfield. And so the idea was, what happens to this community four years after that has not looked each other in the eye with with adequate healing or uh, assistance, and and how that w- downward spiral would evolve into derangement and suspicion and paranoia and. Uh,
3: hatred. Hatred.
1: So it's finding those, those characters that are evolving from that environment, which is when we meet Corey and we meet some kind of 80s inspired bullies that he meets along the way. And, and Lori confronts a, a woman outside the grocery store. And you start to see how people's psychologies have been disrupted by the negativity and the um, traumatic events of four years ago and, and how people were not. Uh, unifying after that that event they were isolating separating uh, separating and uh, and so that's where that's where we meet a a young man that really needs needs a family needs a community um, needs love and he has a very complicated love story that this this film
3: tries to illustrate Um, can I say one thing yes I just want to talk about David's casting of shitty kids, because if you watch, if you watch Halloween Kills, well, all of them, yeah. all three of these movies, those asshole kids, the young ones in Kills, and this crew of high school bullies, he has this unbelievable golden touch in his casting process. To, to populate his movies with these really creepy versions of ourselves that all of us see. We all know those kids, we all were bullied by them, or we are them ourselves. And I just need to give a little bit of snapping to David Gordon Green, because every time I see one of these movies, I'm like, where did those kids come from? <laughs> oh my God, they were amazing. <laughs> and it's really a testament to and by the way let us just remember george washington and again his brilliance at casting and being able to work with younger people Mm -hmm. and really be able to create a safe zone for them to 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 be these creative beings it's really an impressive feat because you brought up those People and I'm telling you, the first time I saw that that guy with that haircut, I mean, (laughs) you just (laughs) you just want to like, you just like they they are every kid we know and every kid we hate, (laughs) and it's unbelievable. Anyway, sorry. No, (laughs) appreciate that, Lauren. Sneak your last question in real quick. Uh, I just wanted to ask if there's anything that you've kept personally that is of Laurie Strode's that (laughs) means something to you—a prop or a costume. I wish, A, I wish I had thought of that, you know, during the 17-day shoot in 1978 in March. I wish I had been like, you know, I should probably hold on to a couple of these things because they're going to be valuable at some point. The one thing I have, um, um, Mick, uh, our prop man, I have uh, a hospital bracelet from the Haddonfield Memorial that's covered in blood that says Laurie Strode on it. That's the one sort of, I also, by the way, had the original slate from the 1978 Halloween, which I had a collection of slates, all of which I've donated to the Academy. But uh, if you go back on the internet, you'll see a picture of David and I standing on day one of the 2018 movie and we're holding the original slate from 1978. So I did have that. Incredible.
2: I love it. All right. As we close, we're getting the rap scene. I just want to say, Jamie, as parents who checked in their nine-month-old into CHLA with a cancer diagnosis back in 2012, who is now a healthy and thriving 10-year-old boy, because of the tireless work and awareness raised by yourself and others, thank you for all that you do for the families and kids fighting the real terrifying battles every day um, over at that incredible place.
3: Thank you. Thank you guys so much for saying that. God bless you.
2: Congratulations on the film. We love you guys both. Continued success. We can't wait for everybody to experience this. It's glorious. That was the Boo Crew Podcast, episode 354. Special thanks to our guests, Jamie Lee Curtis and David Gordon Green. The time of release, Halloween Ends, is in theaters and streaming on Peacock, October 14th. And you can shop Jamie's site, myhandandyours.com, for stunning handmade items from artists and creators curated by Jamie. 100% of the proceeds go to Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Production tracks for this episode provided by the good folks at Powerman 5000. Till next time, for myself, Trevor, Lauren, and Leo, it's the Boo Crew saying. Sweet screams.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of The Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at TalesFromTheBoo. The Boo Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shand, chopped and sliced by Trevor Shand. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation part of the bloody disgusting podcast network bye the bloody disgusting podcast network home of the boo crew for horror-centric interviews scp archives weekly full cast storytelling horror queers genre commentary from an lgbtq perspective and creepy for disturbing and terrifying creepypastas listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloody podcasts.